This is your EE Times Weekly Briefing. Today is Friday, February 22nd, and these are the week's top stories. The news from Taiwan surprised many in the chip industry this week. Alan Patterson, our correspondent in Taipei, reported that Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing company, or TSMC, scrapped a batch of wafers after using substandard photoresist at one of its largest fabs in southern Taiwan. The glitch affected production of 12 and 16 nanometer wafers at Fab 14B in Tainan, where the company makes chips for customers including MediaTek, HiSilicon, and NVIDIA. As a result, TSMC cut about $550 million, or roughly 7% from its previously forecast $7.4 billion in revenue for the first quarter of this year. Junko Yoshida posted her latest perspective on artificial intelligence earlier this week. The story touches on limitations of today's AI. Never assume AI knows what it's doing. It should be obvious, but we often forget that AI is great at searching and optimizing, but it is unable to read or understand sentences. This is a point emphatically made by Noriko Arai, Japanese mathematician, in her latest book entitled AI vs. Children Who Can't Read Textbooks. EE Times is preparing to launch a new special project focused on Huawei, the China telecom equipment giant everyone is talking about these days. The first in this series was filed by telecommunication analyst Loring Werbel in Huawei and Decades of Doubt. Huawei is caught up in the trade spat between China and the U.S., says Werbel, referring back to the IP theft case Cisco versus Huawei in 2002. But its behavior, going back nearly two decades, has elicited widespread suspicion and distrust. Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, 2019 International Solid State Circuits Conference was held this week. We asked Dylan McGrath and Rick Merritt to discuss what they heard and saw at the conference. Here's more. Hello, I'm Dylan McGrath of EE Times, and I'm here with Rick Merritt at the International Solid State Circuits Conference 2019 in San Francisco. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about some of the things that we've seen and heard that we found interesting. Yeah, there's so much here, Dylan, and because there's 30 sessions and everything from processors and memory to comms and analog and medical One of the things I focused on this time uh, was artificial intelligence, machine learning. We had a keynoter, Yann LeCun, who's a pioneer in convolutional neural networks. And one of the points he was telling engineers is we've got to get to these unsupervised neural networks, machines that learn on their own, and it might take some new hardware. The good news that we found out is Georgia Institute of Technology had a paper here. It was actually their second time doing a paper on reinforcement learning, which is one of the really hot modalities for for neural network learning. And what they showed using a couple of robots that would scope out of space and talk to each other was that you can actually do this on today's hardware with a conventional Mac array. But what they had to do was use this time domain processing for it that lowered the power. So we can really get to the point where there's some kind of learning in our devices. Well, that's terrific, but it also makes me a little bit nervous as a fan of the Terminator movies and the phrase unsupervised learning. And it just so happens I've seen a lot of things recently where people are kind of sounding the alarm on the potential dark side of AI and machines taking over the world, that kind of thing. And I don't want to be an alarmist, but just the phrase itself just kind of makes me a little 
squeamish. That's a huge fear these days. And I think the good news is, and I guess the way that Yan LeCun put it in his keynote, was to talk about self-supervising networks. So the idea is that engineers create what the network is, but then that network is empowered with a capability that it can learn on its own within the confines of the job that it was given to do. So these sort of self-supervised networks are part of what reinforcement learning is all about. And that keeps us away from this far future idea, and it's just an idea now, of generalized AI, where machines are learning on their own, which is, I'm told, nearly impossible because Good. while they can cluster data, they don't know how to label it. That's what the human has to do for them. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm glad someone has thought about that. You know, obviously, the creation of the technology itself is fascinating, but it's always nice to know that there are some thought processes going into how this is going to be used and what it could be used for in the wrong hands kind of thing. So what were you looking at here? Well, I've been looking at a lot of the memory papers. I've attended a lot of the memory papers the last couple days. And we had the traditional new record for highest capacity flash chip was announced by Toshiba and Western Digital. But the thing that I really found interesting, and it's probably because I'm just interested in MRAM in general, is Intel spoke about its process for embedded MRAM at the 22 nanometer node. It's a FinFET-based process, which is a point that Intel made. This is the uh, first FinFET-based MRAM process, apparently. And I think this has big implications. So the point that Intel made was this is production ready. It's ready for high volume manufacturing today. That I think came as a little bit of a surprise. They have spoken about this previously. They had a paper at the IEDM here late last year, but this is apparently ready to go. And from what I understand from people who spoke, analysts, believe that there are already some products out there that are shipping that have used this embedded MRAM technology. And so I think that the implication here is that this could be big for Internet of Things type devices. It offers advantages as far as read and write times on endurance retention and a potential savings cost that I think will make it attractive to those type of devices. And by contrast, wasn't a couple years ago Global Foundries said that they're going to do this, I think, in FDSOI, and you were saying that that was with Everspin? Right. So, yes, correct. They made a deal with Everspin in 2017. They announced it in 2017. And from what I've understood, speaking with analysts, and I haven't been able to verify this, that product, that offering from Global Foundries, has not made its way into customer products that are actually shipping today. It sounds like Intel, even though they talked about this a lot later than Global Foundries, is actually leading here in terms of an embedded MRAM process that's shipping in devices today. Well, that's one of the kinds of insights you get by going to ISSCC. There's so many smart people around here. You were doing the memory section. I was out in the hallway. I saw Ellie Harari walk by. He says, hello. You know, I mean, the founder of Flash mm-hmm. and of SanDisk, and, and he's out there participating in this too. Yeah, it is really kind of cool to see the kind of a who's who of all these tech industry luminaries just attending papers like everybody else. Makes it worth coming to see what's going to be next and just for the networking. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. This has been your weekly briefing from EE Times and the Aspen Core Global Service. Thanks for listening.